What's up? It's Moody MD. Listen, I have struggled. We'll get through this together. Yo, I'm TBD. I'm a work in progress, helping us reach our full potential. We on a journey. This is about personal growth. Our voices. Our experience. This is us, transparent, no filter. Life is short. Let's make it sweet. Let's get it. Yo, what's good? It's episode number three, Short and Sweet Podcast. How you doing, Moody MD? Yes, yes. So let me tell you, I was nervous about doing the podcast. And you probably asked yourself, like, it's what you nervous episode. about? What you nervous about? What you nervous about? I'm not going to lie. I hadn't done our homework that we needed to do to make this come together. <laughs> you know, be doing stuff last minute, procrastinating. So I was procrastinating. I had a long day at work. Sure. But I was going to put this off, but I'm trying to be here for our listeners and I'm trying to show up for myself, number one, because doing this does make me feel good. It just also makes me feel nervous. It gives sure. me life though. For sure. And so like with that, you, you touched something. I do want to thank the listeners for checking us out. Mm-hmm. This is the third installment. I appreciate you all being on this journey with us. And um, yeah, it is a journey and it makes me come alive as well. I do want to touch base on a goal recap on... What what gives me purpose or defining your purpose? I feel like we touched that subject in episode number two, but we ain't really deep dive into it. So I think that's going to be very critical for us to make sure we stay on on topic, stay on task and, you know, keep it going. But this is something that it gives me life as well. This is this is therapeutic. So um, I hit I hit us in episode number two with three questions. What what was that? All right. So back. What would you do if you knew you weren't going to get paid for it? What makes you come alive? And what would you do if it came easy? Mm. You go first. What? Um, I go first. So look, <laughs> so honestly, like a platform like this, I feel like it comes, I don't feel like it naturally comes easy, but it's something I am trying to push myself with. Like I keep talking about channel you and that is an entity that I started and I'm trying to push people to become the best versions of themselves. So this right here is helping me become a better version of myself. Like I feel like, I mean, I I talked about being a social introvert. This right here, it it takes a lot of energy out of me. Like, you know, I, uh, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm, I'm coming out of pocket for it. So then how you coming out of pocket? Man, look, man, you know, you, you was talking about my my HP. So I had to come up, get that, <laughs> get that, get the MacBook. You know, I, I had to upgrade, but it, it's just exclusively for this. Okay. Like, you know, I gotta, I gotta put my old music uh skills to work. Damn, who the hell texting? I gotta put my old music skills to work, like and <laughs> as far as like self-engineering and you know, trying to mix things down. And it's like, so that's not work for you. It is work. It's, it's, it's work, but it's, it's something that I'm not getting paid for. And it makes me come alive. Like I love learning new things. Like I'm on that constant pursuit of information. So I'm constantly like, I'm reading a book um, called smart people should build things. Mm. And so it, it is a it is a very interesting book. And you know, as I progress through 
that book, I'll, I'll start to let you know what I, what I've learned from it. But, um, ask me, huh? No. Ask me. Uh, what would you read? No, or, supposed to ask me what, if, what would I do if I couldn't fail? My bad. What would you do if you, if you couldn't fail? Uh, so I would be a mental health advocate, which I feel like I'm already doing in my own career as a psychiatrist. I'm doing it here on this podcast, but I feel like there are so many more people that I could reach if I made my voice more loud and clear to the world. And how people do that nowadays is via social media, right? But I'm yeah. never on social media. I closed like three of my accounts. I didn't have Instagram like three times before. I closed it all three times because social media was being stressful. And so I think that I would do that. And like, as an example, right? I had this idea to talk about physicians in crisis, like physician suicide. So a lot of people don't Mm. know that every year there's anywhere between like 100, they say to 400 physicians who complete suicide every year. And with COVID and the stress of COVID that's been, you know, happening to so many frontline workers, it's suspected that that number has increased. And so I'm watching ABC the other day and I'm like, damn, I had that idea literally in March, 2020. I was like, I should create an anonymous hotline for dots. And I was gonna do it. And then I just didn't do it because I got scared. And so here I am with this podcast, doing something I've been wanting to do, making my voice heard. And so it's giving me life. And like you said, it is work, but it's the best kind of work. So I, I think you, you touched on a lot of great information. And so what that, like, what about that made you scared to actually start something? You came up with this fantastic idea. I'm sure you put the, the risk analysis out there. Um, it's, it's got a low cost. Why don't you do it? You're, that's something that you do on a daily basis as far as dealing with mental health and you see the actual need for physicians and the suicide hotline. What made you, like, do you feel like a lot of the times you've been in your own way? For sure, for sure. And thinking, what are people going to think about me? Am I going to do a good job? And really that fear of failure got to me. So you ask, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And it's like, damn, what can I do that where I knew I wouldn't fail? Like walk across the room, like... How many things can we do where we know we're not going to fail? And it's that fear of failure that got to me. And, you know, I regret it a little bit, but that's why I'm here on this podcast trying to do something different and let my voice be heard. For sure. And that's, I mean, we're here creating, like, and that's the, like, I'm glad you said you want your voice to be heard because that's kind of the the topic of our, um, of our, of our podcast talking about finding your voice. And we're going to so, talk about that. Hit on that later. So you want to hit that on a later note. So let, let, let's go into some current events. You want to go into the uh, segue into the talk about it or not? Let's do it. All right, bet. So I'm heading it this week. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to be like you and uh, I got to cite my sources. <laughs> cite <laughs> but, your sources. You got to though. Cite, cite the sources for sure. No plagiarism. So According to weather.com, Texas officials warn of carbon monoxide poisoning, at least 17 deaths tied to 
Winter Storm Yuri in Texas. So RIP to those at least 17 people that were found dead. And um, yeah, so I, I feel like is this something that you want to talk about or not? Texas officials warned of carbon monoxide poisoning, at least 17 deaths tied to the winter storm, Yuri. What else you got? You don't want to talk about that, man? We got we gotta we gotta talk about this a little bit, man. We how gotta talk about this? Hell okay. yeah. How how did how did American America and Texas like I live in the Midwest? We got caught off guard with this winter storm. My job, I work in a fulfillment center. I ain't saying where, but we had to Why shut down because hell no. No. <laughs> you don't want to buy showing hell up. Hell no. Nope. So, uh, somebody, somebody did actually show up trying to return something at a fulfillment. Man, I ain't even talking about that. But <laughs> but I do feel like this is something that we need to talk about. Like, okay. first and foremost, like I feel like America, like we are the free world how do we get caught off guard with a winter storm and not prepared? And you have so many people in Texas that lost power. You have 17 right. people that at least lost their lives. Like my, my cousin. But how did they die of carbon monoxide poisoning? Because I've heard the same thing you talked about losing power and millions of people being without, but dying. How did that happen? Boom. So that's why we have to talk about it. So okay. people were using indoor grills as a source of heat and to cook wow. their food. And so the health officials was warning people do not use grills inside because the gas that comes off with the grills correlates to carbon monoxide poisoning. It's unfortunate because it's like you gotta eat. And if you out of electricity, what can you do? Like people just, it's survival of the fittest, essentially. So what do you think is the reason why living the, are we in the 21st century? Yeah, 21st century. Why in the world would America, the most powerful nation in the world, be struggling with climate change? We allocate our funds in the wrong areas. Where should our funds be allocated? Um, first, you got to take care of the community. Mm -hmm. You got to build the community. You got to build the schools. And oh, that's something else. All right, but we, we can we can lead this up and we, we can lead this. <laughs> um, but no, RRP to those at least 17 people. I'm sure that number has grown. But um, you know, I'm I'm my my cousin was in Texas and she just got out safely. Um, she didn't lose power, but yeah, that, that was something I just wanted to touch on. Mm -hmm. That's another story where you talk about where should we invest our funding. Okay. According to the LA Times, Los Angeles School Board is considering replacing officers with school climate coaches. You want to talk about it or not? Yeah, I want to talk about it. School climate coaches. What's that about? So according to the LA Times, the school board is looking to replace resource officers that are stationed at school. We all know the, the cops that be at the schools breaking up fights. I didn't go to one of those schools. You ain't go to one, man. One you went to, yeah, man, I ain't go to no, I went to a suburban school and we had okay. resource offices, but okay. so the plan is to cut at least 25 million mm. and um, the budget towards the police officers and reallocate that to hire climate coaches which would be life coaches or coaches that are in tune with the school board and the climate of the school. 
I'm confused. I, when you said climate coach, I'm thinking like we going from Texas and talking about no. global warming. I'm thinking like climate coach. No, cli- the actual climate of like they assess oh, the climate. climbing coach. Like yeah. I'm climbing. No, climate. Like the climate of the energy of individuals. Like they test the climate. Oh. Of, yeah. Yes. Okay, so what does a climate coach do? Can you explain that to me? Because I've never heard of that term. So it's really tied to like social work. Like mm-hmm. a climate coach is essentially a life coach. It's another form of life, life coaching. From what I was able to assess from this article, mm-hmm. they would engage with students. They would engage with the community. They would engage with students and test the energy of the school. Like as far as like, making sure the interactions, make sure the students have pro-social activities, make Mm -hmm. sure students are just engaged in the right things. So, Mm -hmm. I mean. What are pro-social activities for you? I know when I think about pro-social activities, I think about, you know, you want the children, adolescents, whatever you want to identify them as being, you want them to interact in a meaningful way to develop social skills, to develop financial um, literacy and to participate, like you said, in the community. So people can feel like you part of a community, whether or not that's a sports team, chess team, whatever. So you asked, what is a, what is a a pro social activity to me? Yeah. To me, it's changed because kids aren't outside. Like in Ohio, we just got hit with this winter storm. Mm-hmm. My shovel broke. Ain't no kids <laughs> outside shoveling driveways. I mean, that's where they at. I don't know. They're inside playing video games. Like mm-hmm. the pro social activities now, I guess, are online gaming or kids don't go to the mall. Um, I mean, I guess kids are playing sports, but. I, I really don't know what pro-social activities look like as far as like this adolescence group. But mm-hmm. when for me growing up, pro-social activities were football, weightlifting, going to the mall with my boys, uh, just doing helping in the community, going to church. But I mean, with Corona, with everything, like what what is it for kids to do? Like we used to go skating growing up. Yeah. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't no skating parties. It ain't nothing. It's, really. not, it's nothing. And kids are all indoors. They playing video games. And it's this thing in psychology, right? So when you're really young, you do parallel play. play. Have you ever seen two kids playing in the same room, but they're doing separate activities? And usually it's like babies who do that. And then once you get to be like around six or seven in that developmental age range, you start to play with other kids. And I feel like this generation is never learning collaborative play because they're still stuck developmentally in what you might expect from like a three or four year old. Mm. And that's really challenging. And I don't know how these kids are going to do well when they get out into the work world and things like that. Or maybe they will do well. Maybe this generation will all work for some fancy, fancy tech company where they can essentially be in their own world, but that's not the reality. I I would, one, I'm praying for this generation. I'm praying that they develop those soft skills because, I mean, kids don't really know how to communicate, like, as far as verbally. 
Like they can they can text a message, but as far as don't get me started on that. <laughs> can they text a message? They, uh, look, <laughs> I, I I don't. Yeah, hell yeah. They, no hi, that, no that, hi. That, My that, nephew does that. He will text me and he will not say hi. He'll just be like, "Can yeah, you take go, me to the store?" Yeah, just go into it. Like no, just go into it. No greeting. Like, what? No greeting. Damn. No, and you know what? When I wanted to get him, I had to go online, right? And I had to look up. What is a greeting? Like, what is that called? And it's called, I, I think it's called like a salutation or, or something like that. But the more general term, like you said, is greeting. You want to give somebody a greeting. These kids don't don't know, like you said, those pro-social behaviors. So hopefully, let's tie it back to the article. Hopefully, LA County is setting a precedent as right. far as allocating the funds and putting these climate coaches the social workers, those individuals in the school to help garner those pro-social activities. I'm, I'm hoping that it inflicts change, but I mean, that's all we can do at this point is hope. But as far as like with Corona and kids being stuck inside, it's like, what can we really ask for kids to do? They don't, yeah, like. Don't do nothing, but just play video games in the same room, that parallel play. Parallel. Yo, can I give you the last let's talk about it or not? I'm sad, man. I, I really want to talk about this last You really one, want man. to talk about nah, it? Okay, you want to talk about it. Nah, you got it. You got it. I I'll shelve it. Nah, fuck it. Real quick. Okay. So, we, we ain't even got to talk about it. This is just a statement. According to CNN, Biden again, again rejects the 50,000 student loan debt forgiveness plan pushed by the other top. Democrats. I'm Saudi as hell because he ran on this. He's talking what? about eliminating that 10,000. So he does support eliminating and canceling 10,000 of, of uh, federal student loan debt, which is good. Okay. And he, he does support making community college free for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk about this, though. I do want to talk about this. You do want to talk? I do. Man, okay, so it, my question. Fuck Biden, man. Look, <laughs> give me my ten thousand. Write it off. And shit. but here's the thing, though. Can you really be mad at Biden when he has this trillion dollar stimulus package? Where is it? Ain't that what they was running on? Where's my look? I ain't even get the full stimulus, so I'm sorry about that. Okay, but it's like that's what they ran on. This stimulus package. Um, we're going to help reboost the economy. What are stimulus checks? What is student loan for them? Once you get in the door, you know how like you thinking. I feel like a, a lot of times crazy. presidents and politicians think that they can do one thing, but then once they actually get their foot in the door, they like, oh shit, we don't have the money that I thought we had. So I wonder if that's where Biden and Kamala is coming from. No, I, I mean that could be that could be the case, but one of the things that they did emphasize, I think it was with the. Um, the state of Georgia, they really tried to emphasize on gaining control of the house so that these policies could get pushed through. I'm look, this ain't a political podcast. I'm not gonna act like I'm poli politically sound, politically illiterate, but I am paying attention to the news now because this this is <laughs> right. affecting me. But that was the push that they was pushing on. Like, if we if we have the majority of the house, we can push our legislature, our legislator through and make sure our policies get in place. You know, you've been in office for 20 some days. Like, and I'm not, I'm not saying like, 
I so expect change at a, at a, huh? So can we give him time? I like give what him, you're saying? He I can, only I can, I can give him time, but you can't get a wolf's time. Like me, I can give him time, but you can't get a wolf. It's people out here who ain't as, as fortunate as me or as like, I, and I'm not saying I got it, but shit, it's people out there starving. It's people out there that don't know when they next check coming. And they was pushing these policies, like saying, oh, I'm gonna forget student loans. I'm gonna do this. Look, stand on your word. Make that shit happen. Nigga, you got 30 days, man. <laughs> Make that shit happen, man. Just go right. ahead with it. Hell yes. Nah, but, but what was that last? What, what did you want to talk about? Okay, what I wanted to talk about real quick is something that we could talk about later. I want to talk about something. I don't know if we should talk about it right now. I want to save it. Man, what just just give us a, a foot you got a macbook computer and you finally got a macbook i've been telling you to throw away that hp for the mm-hmm. longest and you finally got it and i wanted to talk to you about how that's going but you know what you just got it let me give you time to get settled in with it and we're gonna revisit it next time we're gonna revisit my mac skills this macbook it's hard as hell but no nah, fuck it yeah we'll talk about that we'll <laughs> talk about that another time so finding your voice, finding your voice. It's my turn to do this. You ready? Finding, finding your voice. So finding your voice means you about same. the same. Oh, I ain't about the same. No, no I'll play with you. Funny? I'll play. I'll play. You know Let me tell you a funny story. Okay, so you know it has Black History Month, right? So, yeah. So in my work, you know, it's a predominantly white institution, and mm-hmm. so me, we had this activity where for the diversity committee event we were supposed to do like this fifth grade ass report where you like look up someone in the black community and you give a two minute presentation on it. So I was like, I wanna do that. So anyways, I hit them with the lift every voice and sing. So I, I sang the first stanza of it, right? And then I was like, and then I hit them with like historically sang off key in black churches and schools all around the nation, lift every voice and sing, oh, also known as the black national anthem was written and composed in 1900 by Mr. James B. Weldon. I think it's a junior, I don't know. But anyways, hit them with that. So finding your voice, going back to it. But that's a funny ass story because after funny. I did it, I was like, should I? But you know, everybody gave me like a clap and thought it was funny something different you know so cultural I, appropriation that's that's what they but nah it is nah I'm, I'm glad that you did it though so finding your voice essentially means to begin speaking and it's not just about speaking voice speaking it's about like expressing yourself in a meaningful way and essentially not caring about what other people think even in the midst of like hardship or difficult conversations or situations and most importantly, biggest is fear. How do you find your voice in the face of those things? So my question to you, D, is what is your voice? What is my voice? What is it? I'm still finding my voice. I think this platform is, I, I feel like every week, week by week, I'm growing stronger and stronger with doing this. This is something I feel like it's, it didn't come natural, but I feel like it is becoming natural. Mm-hmm. Like I told you as far as like getting this MacBook, like I used to call myself a rapper and try to write lyrics and whatnot. And I, 
D he was rapping. Man, I, I definitely I definitely got a few bars, but like one one of the things I got bars. I de- I definitely got a I got a, I got a few bars. I I spit a little bit, but one of the things though was like when it came to rapping and putting it out there, I would just put music out there. And, you know, people would critique, but I wouldn't care. And that's how I knew I wasn't an artist because it's like when you're an artist, you care so much about your work that you put out there, like you anybody saying any sort of blemish or any sort of imperfection about it, you take that to heart. You take it, you personalize it. Like this right here, I open it up to critique. Like that's what, when I say this right here, the short and sweet podcast, I, I opened this up to criticism, getting feedback. And I'm taking it all, I take it all in stride. Like people said, I sound monotone. So just you like that. I mean, I think on the intro I did. Like I feel like I feel like episode one, I did sound monotone. Like, you know, okay. I, I I didn't I didn't feel reassured with my voice, but I feel like week by week I'm getting stronger with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm taking the the necessary steps. Like one, if you're gonna find your voice, you better do your homework. You better be ready. You better, you better be a pro at what you're doing, especially if you're doing art and putting it out there. So you know, I was just I, gonna ask you. So, what did you do to improve yourself? Because making improvements can be really difficult. But it sounds like doing your homework is important. Doing do your you homework. Doing your homework. Doing your research, taking your time, and just really just honing in on your craft. Like this is something like we talked about purpose. This is something we're not getting paid for. This is something that we're doing, and our time ain't free. But I. You, you know, the saying is free time, but time ain't free. Right. Time, right. like, man, it's a million things. Like, when is your last off day? When was right. the last time you've been off? So it's just like, and with my profession, I'm working 50, 60 hours a week. So me taking the time and doing this, like, if I'm going to do this repetitively, I better take it serious. Because one, I'll be doing a disservice to Dr. Moody MD, but I'll be doing a disservice <laughs> to myself as well. And, you know, I don't want to put no bullshit out there. Like, number one. So I feel like. I have a question. So does everyone have a voice? And, like, that's a question that I've been trying to figure out. Like, does everyone have a voice? Because I feel like there are some. every voice. (laughs) Nah. Nah. Does does everybody have a voice? That's. Yes. Yes. Everybody has a voice. But so with that, I equate it to being a singer not everybody's a lead singer. Like mm. some people are backup voices. And I think like, it's very important to figure out your role. Like even with, with rap, man, I feel like spin just a little bit. Like, just give me okay, an eight. Just, I might, like, man, I'll give you an eight. But like, I feel like even with that, like I could rap, but I ain't feel like I had the voice and the passion for it. So it's like okay. me, like shit, I will, I will write for somebody. And I would, I would honestly, let them be the star. Let me do shit behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But let me give you an eight real quick. I'm okay, gonna, go ahead. All right, back. <clears throat> so I said, this is back in the day. I don't, okay. I don't rap no more. This is back in the day. Okay. So I was like, I grew up with tough love, nothing mushy. I'm not a killer, but don't push me. Change that, push me as hard as you can. I grew up without my father, but it turned me to a man. It's hard to understand. Was I part of the plan or was you running games with my mom, typical black man? Black man, I thought it stood for power, but in this case, I guess it stands for coward. 
Never was at a game. Go figure. Now I'm 23. My money catch father figures. Without my father did. God. All my father did was lie. Uh, who am I to pretend? Honor your father. I will not sin. We all make mistakes. We all men. I'm not the one to judge at the very end. In the end, you still my father. In the end, blood is thicker than water. But you're the reason I always go harder. Because I want to be a better father. Uh, and that's it. But ah, like, so, that was good, dude. Yeah, I appreciate that was it. good. But it so, relates to like everything what you were saying, like in the first episode, being a dad and yeah, how important yeah. that is to you. So I feel you. I feel you. For sure. And I think everybody has a voice too. What's and, your voice? No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't want to skip over that. We talked about me. I right, this ain't right. no interview. What's your like what's your voice? I'm still trying to find it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still trying to find my voice. I know my voice has to do with the mental health field and doing something big in a meaningful way, but I don't know what and how I'm going to do that. Even now in doing this podcast, sometimes when I think about finding my voice, it's like you have two different things. One is let me get my vocals together. So I'm worried about like how my pitch sound, like you were saying, like with the monotone, like you don't want to sound like that. You don't want to sound too loud, not loud enough. But then you got this part of your voice that's about the message that you allude to Mm. other people. And I think I'm still struggling with kind of like both. One is easier than the other. You know, I can easily modulate my voice, but in terms of like trying to find my voice, I'm still on a journey with that. I mean, that, mm-hmm. so like I do like when we were doing our initial pre-productions, when this whole thing started to formulate the before it was even called short and sweet podcast, I remember you sent me that TED talk on finding your it wasn't finding your voice. It was something about it's not what you say, how you say it or something along uh, those lines. Yeah. And so that is another tool. Like it's not necessarily what you say is how you say it. Like I can say, like you mean a lot to me. But if I say it with no energy, it's just like, did you really mean that? Like, do do I really mean a lot to you? But if I if I say it compassionately, or you see like one hand just like body language is very important as well. So it's not what you say; it's how you say it. It's how you present that information. It's how you deliver. So when we came, when you introduced this whole podcast, this whole idea. I told you the reason why, like, cause this ain't me. Like, as far as like doing a podcast recording, this per, this is all against my personality type. Like, <laughs> so I felt like your voice was powerful. Not necessarily your like your voice per se, but like your message, mm-hmm. what your story and what you have to present to the world is very powerful. And if you want me to be a part of it, I'm trying to push that because I know that whatever you're going to do, it's going to take off. It's going to. So with you finding your voice, that's just know that that voice is deep down. Like, you, you just got to you got to believe it. So See, let that anxiety fly. We right here, though. You know why? Because yeah, The next thing I was thinking about is how do you encourage other people to find their voice? And it sounds like what you're saying and I feel it. I feel the genuineness of it, just being there and being supportive to the other person. And when you're helping other people find their voice, I feel like 
an important thing is that you got to believe in them, right? You can't have nobody who ain't never played football trying to reach you to, the, to the NFL. You got to believe in them. I feel like that's true, but they also got to believe in themselves because right. they can have all the talent in the world, but if they, if they don't have work ethic and if they don't want it more than the next person, that nigga could run them over. Like, yeah. it's like the, the thing about it is like what you're doing when nobody's watching, that's what makes you great. And I see the preparation. I see like you, the reason I came here, structured notes, <laughs> citing sources is because you like you rubbing off on me. So it's like, shit, I appreciate you for that. So I believe in you. I'm standing behind you. Gerard is standing. Damn, my bad. I, your <laughs> husband, your husband Gerard. is standing behind Gerard is standing behind you. The fam, like us lifers are standing behind yes. you we, we we pushing each other and that's that's why this whole thing is a journey like we own this as a journey pushing each other yes. to achieve greatness and greatness is subjective so i feel like shit like if we equate it to singing you don't have to be mariah carey or whitney houston right. Cause I can hit a note. I can hit a note. Oh, I can hit a note. <laughs> Lift the heavy voice to the laughing head. Sure. I can hold a note. I'm not Mariah, but I can hold a note. For sure. And, and that I, note, that note, depending on that message in your song, can be a hit. For sure. So that leaves us with the goal for you all this week. And we the goal for? is what is your voice and how do you find it? How do you define it? And all these questions and things like that, that Dee and I have been talking about, like, what is your voice? And we've talked about before, what is your purpose? So does purpose and voice really go together? And we definitely want to hear from you all. So let us know. Let us know. Hit us up on socials. Um, I'm on Instagram, Mr. Parks Established 88. And I believe your social is the Moody M. Is it the Moody MD or Moody the MD? The Moody MD. Real nice and simple. D got that. Mr. Parks. Mr. Parks. Established. 77. 65. Real easy. The Moody MD. For Any sure. questions, hit us up. For sure. Appreciate y'all. Have a good one. <laughs>